welcome back to the National Syndicated Price Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Former Congressman Robert Pittenger, he's with us here today. Looking, been looking forward to this chat. He has a fascinating book that really demonstrates to us the power of character and uh, the problems that come with a lack of character. And unfortunately, I, I think in our culture today, we say we see so much more uh, and uh, poor character rather than the character that you aspire to. His book, Character Matters, Personal Stories of, of 31 World Changers. Thanks so much for being with us. Um, and you, you know, you served in Congress. You got to meet a lot of characters, uh, some that you would probably want to add to your book, some maybe in another book about characters we don't like. <laughs> but your experiences professionally has exposed you to a lot of people. And I worked in D.C., uh, you know, and worked with some people very high in character and other people who would literally sell their vote from the talk from their office and made it to the chamber. And so um, there's a lot of contrast out there. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. I look forward to our visit. So, and, and, you know, and, and there's so much going on media-wise, and, and it, to me it seems like the character problem is a bipartisan problem. Uh, they don't agree on much, but I, I see a lot of corruption, frankly, in, uh, in both parties. It's ubiquitous, and it's not, even, it's not even discreet. It seems like back in the old days, there was a little bit of shame, but apparently that doesn't seem to be the case as much. Well, it seems to be a bit over the top uh, now. Of course, there's a lot more media focus and attention to it. Uh, nonetheless, we had major issues back in the beginning of our founding fathers. You had, oh, absolutely. Uh, you had Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr that ended up in a duel, and then Hamilton was shot and killed. So there's a <laughs> we haven't come to that extent in recent history. But nonetheless, uh, my experience, frankly, the book is written over people I've known and worked with the last, oh, five decades. And what I saw in them relative to their personal character that really enabled them to have very impactful lives, uh, you know, yeah, beyond, beyond the ordinary. And whether it's Margaret Thatcher or Ronald Reagan or uh, – you know, Benjamin Netanyahu or, or Tom Landry or just a, Joe Gibbs, many different people from walks of life that I've had the great, wonderful opportunity to know and to, to work with. Uh, what I found them were, were enormous character strengths that propelled them uh, to be very successful, impactful people. Yeah, yeah. And so, talk about uh, you name some of them. Um, there's 31 in your book. Who uh, are some of your your favorites in that list? Well, then obviously someone like Margaret Thatcher. She's amazing. I was with her many times. I hosted her in Charlotte twice. First met her in 1993, right after she had completed her term as prime minister. And when I picked her up in a friend's Rolls Royce, her comment was, you know, Robert, I've never been one of these. I'm a commoner. But uh, I asked her, I said, Lady Thatcher, we know that you are the Iron Lady. You were there when the wall came down. You fought the socialists. You fought the liberals against enormous headwinds. Uh, but you prevailed. And what we don't know is what gave you the character strengths to be Margaret Thatcher. 
what gave you the, the ability to persevere under enormous an, an enormous climate of resistance? And she said, Robert is my father. Uh, number one, he's a Methodist Sunday school teacher, so he took me to church and taught me Christianity. But she said that he taught me three things, three principles about leadership that have carried me through my life. The first one was, number one, determine the right thing to do. What's the principal thing to do in any given situation? Number two, with your whole heart, commit yourself to that objective, not wavering, never looking back. Number three, with all your persuasion, with all your ability, seek to bring your friends and your colleagues to join you. Well, how succinct, but very profound. Well, let's Mm -hmm. go forward 20 years. I'm just elected to the United States Congress, was invited by 85 other members of the newly elected House to Harvard for their to give us their thoughts and indoctrinate us, so to speak. And uh, but while we were there, there were four members of the U.K. Parliament who observed us. At the end of the week, Joe Kennedy took us out to Fenway Park, and I rode on the bus with a member of the Labor Party, the opposite party, obviously, of Mrs. Thatcher. And we chatted along, and then I finally asked, I said, well, tell me what did you think of Margaret Thatcher expecting the darts to fly since they were polarized in their views? She said, God bless her. She saved our country. She had the mm-hmm. courage to do what my party did not have the courage to do. So yes. that that yeah. invented me the reality of what profound impact it is to be a true leader, to have the character that Thatcher had. Yeah. Let's, uh, and by the way, my mom is from the U.K., and a park that is notoriously up in Wigan, Lancashire area, probably the heaviest union labor party region in the country. Uh, and uh, it was so funny because I would go to the UK to visit my family, and uh, they would just trash Margaret Thatcher. But they had to admit, in the end, their homes are better, their neighborhoods are better, they've got ownership of property, which they thought was never going to be possible, that Thatcher made, <laughs> made happen. Uh, she really revitalized a place, that, a country that was literally on life support, and it was a terrible mess when she took over. And uh, it's so funny to hear my relatives talk about it because they, they fundamentally did not, they would never vote for, you know, con- uh, conservative, uh, but they sure enjoyed partaking of the benefits of conservative uh, there. And something that you said uh, of the three things that made her successful um, is virtually unseen nowadays. It seems the political landscape today is uh, all all about divisiveness. It's not about uh, winning as much as holding on to our beliefs at the expense of the progress of people. Now, I'm not saying we, we should become, you know, you know, uh, just give up our morals or our principles. But you know, one of the things that Margaret Thatcher understood, and I, th- I believe Ronald Reagan understood, is that in almost all issues, there's a third way that parties can work towards. You know, you you, you got this current attitude now, um, where the attitude is that. Absolutely no com- compromise. We're going to get nothing done, but we'll have fun uh, hitting, our, hitting each other over the heads with our. Con- and well, to, your, uh, to, to me, point. it's just, uh, 
really goes against, uh, I think, all the elements of good government. And they, they, I, I've met many of the people on your list, as I, you know, from which you were naming, several of those were known for figuring out, finding areas of agreement and not just celebrating differences. Well, to your point, sir, I would say that Ronald Reagan was the master in terms of governing. He was, to me, he's our greatest role model. Reagan would say, you know, if you're with me 80% of the time, you're my friend. He'd also yeah. say, uh, I'll take half a loaf now and come back for the other half later. So, you know, there's this uh, vicious, uh, you know, winner-take-all mentality that uh, you have to get it all. Uh, and, and it's a very polarized point of view. And Reagan understood the opportunity that was there to move the country forward and gradually uh, and, you know, take incremental steps. He had profound impact over his eight years. He lowered the tax burden, had the greatest economic expansion up until that time, uh, preceding any other president. So, yep. uh, you know, he, Reagan was the man who never raised his voice. He, like Truman and maybe Teddy Roosevelt, speak softly and carry a big stick. In fact, the first time I met Gorbachev, I said, Mr. Gorbachev, tell me what did you think of Ronald Reagan when you met him? He said, air traffic controllers. Well, I knew what he meant. Three months into the Reagan presidency, air traffic controllers threatened to go on strike. And Reagan said, okay, well, if you go on strike, I'll fire you. So they went on strike. Reagan fired them. He did what he said. He didn't raise his voice. He didn't get on the TV and clamor out against the unions. He just quietly, measuredly uh, did what needed to be done. And so that's the kind of firm, steadfast, nobody ever questioned Ronald Reagan's uh, commitments. Uh, no. So Although I think some of the members, some of the Republican members probably would today. You know, Donald Trump literally attacked uh, DeSantis uh, for being too too much, he literally attacked him. You know, uh, you're too much of a Reaganite. You know, we're we're in a new era. Well, I'm not real thrilled about the new era. Not, you know, Ronald Reagan had absolutely no problem getting on the phone. My understanding, weekly, they weren't long conversations, but he got on the phone every week to talk to Tip O'Neill. They liked each other personally. They're both Irish, you know, but they 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 weren't close, but. They felt it was important for the jobs they had to communicate with one another. They had no problem with doing that. Can you imagine these guys doing that type of thing? I look at Jim Jordan, for example, when he was trying to become speaker, and uh, Kevin Kevin McCarthy uh, Kevin Kevin McCarthy calls him uh, McCarthy. I can't talk. Kevin McCarthy said calls him a great legislator. For Sixteen years, he hasn't got a single with his sponsorship on it passed. That he's that means he's not a legislator. And so all these people you're talking about, which is why I think the book is phenomenal and people should read because it's so different from the times we're living in now, they believe that they had a responsibility to the people that elected them to get things done. Yes, sir. Totally concur. You know, uh, frankly, Reagan couldn't get elected to to Congress, to, to his president today, he couldn't win a primary. Reagan, yeah. he raised taxes incrementally on different things 11 times, but he lowered the overall tax burden for every American. And so, you know, they would hit him, you know, for 
uh, raising taxes to uh, save Social Security, for example. So uh, I, I think uh, the context of having a Ronald Reagan today would be a, a, a much more secure country, would be a, a much more compatible country. You know, we, we can disagree civilly. We can agree to disagree. Yeah. And, and, and Reagan, beyond having a conversation with Tip, they'd have drinks together. And it, right. we've got to – so my hope is through the book to build – reinstill these qualities in those who want to lead and have impactful lives. For those who you think of, uh, aspiring young people particularly, it might be a great gift for Christmas, to give them, to show them the examples of some great people, uh, you know, throughout all forms of our, our society, entertainment, athletics. I mean, Kathy Lee Gifford, I've known Kathy for 50 years. Why did she become this ordinary girl from Bowie, Maryland? who became a superstar. Why did Ronald Reagan from Iowa, uh, just a kid from a farm town, uh, become one of the great leaders of the 20th century? So uh, my hope is that the book will inspire and encourage uh, those who want to have really meaningful lives to to grasp uh, uh, the great uh, tricks for these these individuals. And there's a lot of people in there that wouldn't be known by common name, a lady named Mary Crowley. She had a company that she built. And she was, she came from a two-room little house with two kids. She, her husband had left. And she built a company with 38,000 women who worked for her called Home Interiors and Gifts, revenue of $400 million a year. Just an ordinary woman. But the, the, the amazing spirit of this woman can capture any young person and can allow them to become just as successful in their own life. Yeah. Yeah, i got to tell you, I think the biggest crisis in our country, we can talk about all kinds of issues, uh, but it's probably e pluribus unum. And most of us don't know Latin, but that is the model of this country, which means among many, one. We're not that way. We're not that way at all. And, uh, you know, George uh, Georgetown University does an annual on political attitudes, and every year a majority of Americans feel as though we're on a brink of a civil war, and it, it feels that way. And uh, to a large extent, both parties, it's, to me, it's a bipartisan problem, are fueling that. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, there was a time when we talked about this type of thing, it was almost, you know, kind of a half-jokey. You didn't feel that way anymore, Congressman. Yes, sir. Totally agree. Well, if you want to, if someone wants to acquire the book, they can go to Amazon, Character Matters, Personal Stories of 31 World Changers, and take a look and see if it's uh, at the book and the inspiration of these individuals uh, who, like all of us, came to this world with nothing. These are very ordinary people. Uh, they didn't come in the world... Uh, you know, from the British royalty, they came mm-hmm. in as ordinary, and, and they succeeded in extraordinary ways. So God can use ordinary people to do to do great things. And the qualities in this book, I think, will inspire those to achieve it. Congressman, really appreciate your time, uh, Robert Pittenter. Uh, very interesting topic, very timely topic. I, I, I love how you refine uh, define the. In a culture that seems 
raised divisiveness as the highest of all values, when in reality it's the very thing that destroys societies and, and certainly seeing it happen in our country. So thanks for reminding us about the best value. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. So good to be with you. Thank you for the time. You bet. I am Kevin Price, and this is the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. Stay tuned for more after this. <laughs> 